Hello and welcome to Deluded, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. I'm joined as always by Nita, who threw a tantrum in the third quarter and threatened to quit the podcast. I did not. A little bit earlier than usual, Nita. Usually, <laughs> usually this takes until at least round four. It was a tantrum that would have rivaled Naomi Campbell's. I basically, I, I like threw some. I think I threw my phone at you. Or I did something like that. Um, yeah, it was. There was a lot of aggression. Yeah. You know, I just was so moody because we were playing so well, and then it was the same old Melbourne. Just conceded seven goals in a row. It was terrible. It was shocking, and it seemed like the season was drifting away. A Honestly, bit. it actually which, did. It sounds a bit dramatic in round two. Yeah, but... but it almost actually, you know, we've all seen the Essendon loss. Like I just, I felt like it was going to happen, and then right. I could not believe that Zorko missed that shot. Yeah. Um, if he hadn't, geez, it would have been really hard for us to come back. That was a match turner. I yeah, think. it really was. They were all over us. He missed an easy shot twenty yeah. meters out. But they missed a few shots though. I remember. I mean, Stefan Martin missed a shot. I remember. I think a few others, and they were not difficult shots by any means. Yeah, look, we had a few let offs, but let's talk about the game. I mean, I still think we should take something out of the performance. The first half was pretty good. I th- yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the first thing we can take out of the performance is that Gartlett and Gartlett and Hogan are just awesome. I mean, Gartlett is. You know, when he's on, he's really on and he just applies so much pressure and he's such he's a match winner. I agree. I mean, the one thing I'll say about Garland is there's been a lot of talk at the moment about how he could be the best small forward in the game. Yeah, I think that's a bit premature. I think it's a little bit much. I mean, this was probably the best game I've ever seen him play. He was phenomenal in every aspect of the game. But you look at his game last week, he was He wasn't great. He wasn't in it at all, and obviously he had a better defender on him in, in Buse, but I mean, the consistency is something he still needs to work on. Yeah, but so, same with everyone in our team, right? Like that's No, but they're talking about him as the best small forward yeah, in the league. Yeah, that's probably I just think, a bit much. I mean, last season, he had a very good start to the season. And, and then he and tapered then, off. And then dripped away like, yeah. really considerably. Um, I mean, he's, he's clearly a very good player, but I think he's a classic example of someone that, if we're going to be a really good finals threat... Uh, needs to do it more consistently. We need to get a couple of goals out of him every, out of him every week. And just the pressure. And the right? pressure. Yeah. The pressure he is what he's in goals. the team for. And he's yeah. such a good pressure player when he's on. Right. Um, but I think you're right. But it was good seeing Jesse back to his best. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was All so great. All around the gown. He just I loved his body language. He just looked so happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know? That was a really promising performance. Great tackle in the yeah. forward 50. Loved it. Yeah, he did everything right. That's brilliant. Um, and it's Very be... all-round game for Hogs. And I can't wait to see the game against Richmond to see how he goes against Rance. Yeah, it'll be interesting, actually. He's played well against Rance before. Yeah. And he probably seems like in the best form he's been in for for years. Right. For so many different reasons. And so it's going to be fascinating once that happens. Interesting times ahead. Yeah. So what about Lever? What do we make of Lever so far? I think Lever was pretty good. People are a little bit harsh on him after the game. He, he mean, made I... a couple of mistakes late. Yeah. But... I mean, I thought in the first half he was really good. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it's going to take a while I mean, he's playing on, job. like, Josh Walker yeah, or something. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. And I think Oscar McDonald went to Hipwood. Right. Um, you know, I think maybe Jordan Lewis is right. It probably will take him a couple of weeks to get used to the team and get used to how he, how he should be playing. And, look, obviously, he doesn't have the benefit of having Daniel Talia take the best defender every week. Instead, he has Oscar McDonald, who is, like, <laughs> on the best defender every week. And that's a little bit We of shouldn't a... laugh about Oscar McDonald. He did very well two he games, did. Two games he in did. a row. He did. He did. Let's not let's not pay out Oscar McDonald. Oh, now yeah. he's getting a bit defensive, Oscar McDonald. Now I know who your nomination for the <laughs> Rowan Bale Award is going to be this week. Is that predictable? Yeah, um, pretty much. So look, Lever took his time. The big concern for me is that drop off in intensity in the third quarter. But that was from everyone, and it was it was really bad. We were getting beaten around the ball. We mm. were just playing terribly. 
Yeah. So Giving away free kicks left, right and centre and there were a few that were missed. It was awful. Right. And look, it's very early in the season, but that's the kind of thing we're going to have to fix up because that was the story of last year. Completely. And uh, if we're going to be a serious team, we've got to think about that. I mean, that, I think that was the reason why I thought it was underwhelming is because I didn't really feel, I don't feel thus far like the team has really improved. Right. I kind of just think we're the same, which is like... A good team, really good in patches and cap- very capable in patches, but very flaky and inconsistent, kind of like Essendon. You know, just kind of a run-of-the-mill, like, standard, slightly above-average team. I think I thought we were going to explode this season, but, but I don't really feel that way. But maybe the truth is most teams don't really explode, right? That's true. Um, I but mean, most teams actually probably aren't that good, you know? I right. mean, like, a lot of teams last year just kind of looked... Like really good on some like some weeks, and really average other weeks. Exactly. You look at GWS, and you would have thought they'd win by seventy points against Collingwood, and right. then they scrapped out a win. Totally. And they looked terrible in part last year. Right. And then even if you look at Richmond last year. I mean, they got smashed by St Kilda. Right. In round seventeen or so. Yeah. And they just looked awful. And then those three losses, you know, in a row, which were just terrible, you know, all within a kick, and they looked really hopeless. Right, exactly. So I think we just need to keep the wins ticking over and hopefully start beating some good teams. That's really the test, whether we can beat some top four teams. Um, But anyway, let me ask you this, Neitz. It does seem a bit premature to do some coach bagging, but let's just do it anyway. Where does Goodwin sit right now for you? Because you're a real cynic. (laughs) I'm just not sold. I'm really not sold. I think there is, you know, we still just struggle with the same problems that we've struggled with over the past two years, which is that... You know, the team loses concentration in particular quarters, often will start well, but then have really bad second quarters or something like that. Um, going down at like halftime or, you know, three-quarter time by 27 points and then try and stage some incredible comeback. So, you know, it's it's really, it's bizarre, but I don't think the lapses in concentration have improved. I don't even necessarily think the disciplinary problems have improved. I mean, Jordan mm. Lewis does not seem to have really learned his lesson. <laughs> yes. He really hasn't. Like, yeah. and even like Wagner, I mean, some of our free kicks that we give away, I don't really think that the disciplinary problems have improved. And, you know... And then there's also really strange selection decisions that he's making, right? Like leaving Gus in the seconds and playing Wagner. I'm just not sure about those decisions. So, you know, in sum, I, I'm still very much on the fence with Goodwin. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence with him too. I do think he did some things better this week. I like the fact we had Vince playing as on a tagger. Yeah, and I And the like call that for too. that last week. I think, I think that's really good. Yeah, I think that and has it's better than be Maynard on Ablett, right? That's, yeah. Vince on Zorka was much more promising. But it does make you wonder. Like, when you have Geelong with so many stars, why wouldn't you tag someone then? Right, properly? exactly. Um, but look, it worked this week. I think Hogan playing through the middle occasionally is a really good um, option that I think Goodwin came up with last year. Right, he did, um, yeah. So he's done that well. I think an interesting test for, with him will be what to do with Jaden Hunt. Yeah, Jaden Hunt seems to have lost his way. Six possessions. It was really Shocking. bad, really bad. And yeah. he just was not... He hasn't looked like himself at all this season, really. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because, you know, someone, one of our loyal listeners suggested potentially... Um, I thought it was actually James Robertson. Bit of a shout out to you there, James Robertson. Um, suggested that Jaden Hunt might need to be in the twos. Mm. And I know that maybe that seems a bit... It's a bit dramatic after it, week one. Right, it? no, true. But, you know, is he that safe? The problem is, is I just don't think that we're very clear on what Jaden Hunt's role is. Yeah. We've almost got too many defenders at the moment. and Mike's, Everyone's a halfback player. Everyone's a halfback player, exactly. Yeah. And I think that the solution is either push Jaden Hunt forward and try and, you know, get him to generate some run and carry through the midfield and then into the forward line. Or alternatively, 
you know, maybe it's time to just drop Wagner or one of those other. <laughs> Your solution <laughs> is Wagner. always drop Wagner. It's not always. Doesn't matter what the problem is. The solution is drop Wagner. It's not always a solution. <laughs> just putting out some options. Well, you name some people that could potentially be dropped. Come out need, back I don't know if we need to focus on the dropping. I would just play him a little bit higher up the ground. Like I thought it was interesting the way Goodwin played him maybe one or two games as a half but forward. But I think he's a good, def- like decent one-on-one defender. I don't think he's a bad one-on-one defender at all. So yeah, make him defend more. I agree. But I do think one thing we sometimes lack ahead of the ball is a bit of, bit of pace and a bit of class. And I think he can add that. I almost think with all our defenders, he might be able to add more as a you know, winger half forward than as a defender. Right. I mean, look, jury's still out. I agree with you. He can be a really good defender, but we've got such a glut of those players now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alternatively, we drop Wagner, we drop Salem, or... Oh, not Salem. I don't think we should drop or Salem. Or we drop Vince. So I don't know, but whatever it is, the mix is It's not working, working right yeah. now, and I think that he doesn't really know what he's doing on the field. He just looks a little bit lost. He does. He does. Um, he's always looked a bit lost. Fairness, <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Love uh, Jaden Hunt. So... This is uh, comes to our sort of not news section, but something we did want to discuss in light of the Brisbane game. Kieran, who is your most hated player in the AFL? Because a new segment. I, yeah, it's Every not really a new segment. Exactly, it's not really a segment, but it's more that I watch the Brisbane game, and I have to say, my most hated player in the AFL is. Reese Matheson. Mm. And that is because I will never forgive him for that Brisbane game in 2016 where he got like six high tackles and he ducked into every one of them. And he's so irritating. Yeah. And he does this weird shotgun head, thing. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stand Reese Matheson. He actually is my most disliked player in the whole AFL. And then he was collecting head high tackles as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really just like him. The weekend. I mean, all, all of the players that get those head high tackles, I don't like. I don't like Toby McLean. Oh yeah, cannot. Toby McLean is right up there with my most disliked players. Yeah, but for me, I think it has to be Joel Selwood. Yeah, I cannot stand Joel Selwood. And yes, I accept. Really? I accept he's a really good player, but he's just something about his smug face. Just getting those high tackles. Oh, and such it's a always, punchable face. I know it? the number of times you have to hear in a football game, like you know, high contact Joel Selwood. It's just always like, and the, you know, there's just always a collective groan, isn't there? He's a gun. I just find he him really obnoxious. He is a gun. Obnoxious. If you play just for our team, we love him more than anything, oh. but we worship him. But Yeah, no, that's my top two. If you have any different pe- picks, please um, drop us a line on our Facebook page and we'll yes. collate some nominations because yes. there's a lot of hateable players now. Oh, but. totally. But no, Reese Matheson is definitely number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now to one of our more traditional segments, yes. more long-lived, the famous Damien Barrett Award for excellence in football journalism. Um, and whenever we're... Uh, short of inspiration as to who's going to win this. Um, There's always one name that comes to mind. One, yeah, one great man. And so in the, in, in the Good Friday spirit, uh, this week's winner is Mark Robbo Robertson. Uh, listen to him talking about uh, the Good Friday uh, message. Um, and I, just a warning, if you want a religious convert before this, you will be now. Chill out, mate. Good Friday is about supporting and loving and caring and... You know, the, the messages of, of that day. Robbo. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, he's absolutely hilarious. How that man is still on air, on the air. But I've, I've developed this like affection for him now. Uh, I, I went through that phase. Now I'm back to contempt. Really? Yeah, I've come, down, but come I around the other side. I just love it when he goes, he'll start commentating on an issue and he'll be like, Jared, I'm not an expert. And then he always just starts going, like, you know, opining about, like, society's problems. And it's just absolutely hilarious. If only we could get it inside Jared's head uh, watching this What do you numbers. think Jared thinks about that? I don't know. 
It's embarrassing. Is it similar to like our relationship on the podcast? <laughs> who's, who's Jared and who's Robert? <laughs> Please uh, tweet us the answer Let to us that. know who is the Jared and who is the Robert. I'm really concerned that I'm probably the Robbo. <laughs> no comment. The bumbling fool. Um, okay, so let's get uh, to another one of our regular segments, which is the Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Yeah, and this week, it's appropriate, is a game in Queensland. And uh, loyal Ro- Rowan Bale fans might remember that Rowan Bale's a Queensland boy, in fact. In fact, he was fourth in the famous Grogan Medal, which is awarded to the best Queensland player. How do you know Way this? back in 2008. Um, Wikipedia research before I, this podcast. May have been Wikipedia, or I may have not. But the point is, it's a very special game for is Rowan Bale. Is this now what you're going to start doing? Uh, ins- inserting like salient uh, facts about Rowan Bale when <laughs> I, we're introducing this I segment. think I used them all up last season. Yeah. But, um, so this week, I think there's a clear answer. I don't even think this is contested. Um, Oscar McDonald. I mean... He played on Hipwood. Hipwood did absolutely nothing. That's true. But maybe Hipwood also hasn't been playing that well. Well, he hasn't. The thing that's hard, particularly watching on TV, is the last two games, Oscar McDonald hasn't really appeared on the screen. Right. But his opponents have done nothing. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that Oscar McDonald is doing some... He's just killing it. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. He must just be blanketing them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who I've been a little bit worried about recently. Neville Jetta. Yeah, but Jetta had a tough spot because he was playing on uh, Christensen and Cameron at different points. Right. And so Gosh, I think anyone who's, yeah, anyone who's playing on the best opposition forwards might look a bit iffy, given, right. given Brisbane had nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't have a great game. Uh, I wasn't happy with this game last week as well, actually. Yeah, he hasn't maybe had a great start this season. I'd back him to play well. I, mean, I love Jed Anderson Nev. I love Or whatever Nev. nonsense North Melbourne's oh, well, let's Well, let's turn to the North game now, kids. So... Mm. 17-game losing streak. It's ridiculous. It's upset to North. Yeah. To North. Oh, the amount of contempt we have for North. It's just, you know, North. I mean, this is the thing. Who are their stars? Ben Brown. Ben Brown is a genuine gun. That's true. They're just a perfectly mediocre team. But we get... They're below mediocre, Kieran. But we get... We get carved up every year yep. by the bloody Vickers Willis's of the world. <laughs> and who else is that? Taylor Garner destroyed us last year. And I'm terrified that Magic Door is going to come in and oh, dominate yeah, Hogan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's going to like have some nice redemption. It's going to be a nice tale. Yep. And then who else is that? This is the thing. All these random no-names just yep. come out of the woodwork. You don't like their lack of name, do you? Really no, gets to. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like Billy Hartung, I imagine, could just carve us up. Yeah. Look, anyway, that's a pessimistic outlook. Let's talk about who's going to come in to fix this team. Okay, I think Gus Brayshaw has to come into the team. Yeah, it sounds like he played very well for Casey. I just don't know if they're going to give him a go because I can't think of who they're going to drop because, I mean, I'm listening to Simon Goodwin on SEN this week. It sounds like he really is committed to Bug. I mean, he's committed to this whole redemption story. Mm. He's very, you know, he thinks that Bug has changed as a person and, you know, he's very, he really likes him. So I don't think the Bug is going to be dropped even though he missed three shots on goal. Yeah, but I mean, if Bug was dropped, I don't think Gus would come in. I think a more logical pick would be either Hannon or Kent, who oh, both played very well. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, Hannon played really well. Kent kicked four goals. That's true. You know I like Kent. That's a bit of an unpopular view. I really view like Kent as well. No, but I think popular. there's real talent. He's got real talent. He does He does have some talent. And I think, look, if you're comparing Kent and Bug, they both are mainly in the team for pressure acts. Right. I just think Kent's a better finisher than Bug. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, Bug's probably a better mark on his day. But I don't know. I think Kent's better. I'd be fine with Hannon, though. I really rate Hannon. Yeah, I like I think Hannon that's too. that's a must. I mean, Gus, maybe in for... Maybe Salem? I, I know you claim Salem, Salem had some hideous injury week one, but the injury seemed to continue week two. Well, I... 13 I, possessions. Yeah, but you don't know how injured he was. Look, I mean, I think the issue is, is that we just don't have enough good ball users. And I just yeah. don't... Even though 
I would like us to persist with Salem. I don't think there's any point in dropping him. I'm fine with Give keeping him the couple team. Extra but he's on he some keeps, thin ice. But if he yeah. keeps getting 13 possessions, and sure, we should drop him. But yeah. I think until the point at which we're, you know, there is somebody else desperately crying out to take his spot who is a better ball user than him, I don't really see why we would drop him. Okay, fair enough. My question is... The- Wagner. And, and Frost. <laughs> I think Frost, Frost. Has, Frost has to come in. I think Frost in for Wagner makes sense. Yeah. Because then you play Frost on weight, probably. Yeah. And Oscar on Ben Brown. Oh, look, all of this is not making <laughs> feeling you with too much confidence. Oscar on Ben Brown. Well, we're going to play someone on Ben Brown. And I think Frost played on him a fair bit last season. And it did not go very, it didn't well. go very well. Yeah. I mean, Frost is quick. I mean, the question is, can Lever step up and take yeah. take a Ben Brown? I don't think so. It doesn't really seem to be his go, but maybe we need to try that. You start with Oscar, definitely. Oscar's deserved it. He's played well on the on He's the deserved the right to play on Ben Brown. <laughs> yeah. I think Hipwood is a bit different to Ben Brown. Hipwood's like a young developing forward, and Ben Brown is a genuine gun. No, I agree. Yeah, so he's, so far he's dealt with the aging forward in Hawkins and the yeah. young forward in Hipwood. Exactly. Now, it's a great test. If he beats um, Ben Brown... He's the Australian defender. If he keeps Ben Brown to five goals, I'll be impressed. <laughs> five goals. That's very harsh on Oscar. I'm being harsh. That's I'm very, just being a bit harsh. provocative on the podcast today. Um, so are we going to win this? Look, I Based hope on all so. Your because I know it's just this 17 in a row though, Kieran. Look, I think we will win. I just think time, the time has come. The thing is, this to me is less of a certain win than some of our other losses to North Melbourne. Because they're in form... Goldstein's back up. Yeah. Jacobs could play on Clary and limit him. Waits in form. But for some weird reason, I think we're finally going to do it. I hope so. I just think we've got too much quality in this team. I mean, well, that's what I think as well. I mean, that's the thing. They've got a lot of hard nuts around the ball, right? So the Z-Bulls and the Cunningtons. Yeah. But we've got hard nuts, and I think we've got more class. We've got more class. Um, looking for Petrarca to have a big game. Yeah. Um, he's had a good start to the season, but I'm hoping he can explode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say with not much confidence that we win by 10 points. I think we'll win. I just, it all, it's all, it's all contingent on how we start. Okay. Thanks for that insightful finish. Probably wasn't that insightful at all. Sorry about that. Uh, thanks again for joining Deluded. Um, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, please keep posting on our Facebook page, um, and sending us tweets. And until next week, go Dees. Go Dees.